Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanvi. And I'm Erin. And this is our 7th Heaven Podcast. Yeah, uh, today we are covering Season 4, Episode 10 of 7th Heaven, the title of which is Who Knows, but it's spelled N-O-S-E. Pun, like pun, 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 pun. Like the body part. Or in Germany, it is called Acid Tests. Uh, our IMDb user synopsis is, In order to get extra credit, model pupil Simon reluctantly joins a of voluntary mural painting project. He instantly feels unwelcome and is threatened to keep silent after witnessing them using and sniffing spray paint. He sees Pete get a nosebleed and cues Dad to guess and tell him how dangerous the addiction is after Pete is hospitalized. Lies add to Simon's endurance. During community service, Mary meets and instantly falls for Robbie Palmer, a gentleman who was convicted without blame, and impresses the Camden parents. Matt feels twice betrayed because Shauna didn't tell him she applied for an NYU scholarship, and Dad recommended her behind his back. Um, so what was your first impression? I'd just like to say, first of all, that I think this is one of the first times the German title is worse than the American title. Usually the German title is, like, spot on. Um, but first impression. You know what? I think I like this episode. Um, usually I'm a bit iffy when it comes to issue episodes, especially drug episodes, but, mm, it did what it did. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I actually enjoyed this episode. I, again, was very confused about what they're doing with Mary in, like, how they're painting her now, but, um, I feel like I'll probably say that about every episode from now on, or, like, everything that, like, deals with Mary from now on, so. Yeah, I don't think they really knew at this point either. Um, so, the cold open. Right. (laughs) Um, I think we start with... It's the kitchen. Yes. We're in the kitchen, and it's, like, the Rev and Annie... No, it's Annie and the kid and the babies, the twins. Yeah, but then the Rev comes and they're talking about... Matt comes in oh, first. Oh, Matt, yeah. Matt comes in and has the weird combination that you pointed out of orange juice and muffins. Yeah, um, because he's on break from the hospital and, I don't know, they keep making this joke throughout this episode that the hospital food is terrible because Annie is like, you work at the cafeteria at the hospital, why don't you eat there? And Matt's like, haha, because I work at the cafeteria at the hospital. And this keeps coming up. And then the Rev walks in, and Matt's on his way out because his, like, break is ending. Um, And Annie and the Rev start to have this conversation about, like, the Rev says something about, like, how it doesn't really feel like Matt has moved out because it doesn't. Yeah, Um, he's always there. uh, And he was like, oh, they just use that apartment for entertaining women. And Annie has this fantastic moment of, like, what looks like genuine disbelief about, like, Matt and John actually ever entertaining women. She's like, they're studying and sleeping at the apartment. They don't have any time between work and school to entertain women. Um, and But then we get, like, a look on the Rev's face that clearly says he knows more than he's letting on. And Annie reads it right away, and she's like, what do you know? And he's like, nothing. But this is stupid, too, because they set it up again, like, the laundry thing, like, oh, Matt and Shauna are having sex or something like that. Right. I thought at first, I was like, it doesn't really tie in. Like, the Rev's knowledge has nothing to do with Matt and John entertaining women at their apartment, um, other than, well, soon Shauna will no longer be entertained there. Um, so then all the kids are getting, getting ready to run off to school. Ruthie comes in first, and we learn about her art project. 
um, which all she has done at this point is she had a, like she took Play-Doh and put it over her nose and made like an impression, um, and she calls it a sculpture, and then like Annie's like, what are you doing? Simon was supposed to help you. Um, and we learn that Simon was busy writing a paper the night before, um, which we learn a little bit more about later. And then Lucy comes down and is like, ha I'm going to drive to school. And they're like, no, Mary is going to drive. But Mary is still upstairs because she is on the phone with Robbie. And this is our first, first our first inter- introduction. Introduction, to- or like they talk about him here, but we see him later on in the episode. Yep. Um, Mary's so. talking. We clearly see that she's smitten. Um, and she's like, oh, what are you in for? And then she's talking about how she fell into a bad crowd with the girls' basketball team or whatever. Um, so we know that it's, like, someone who... She knows from community her, service. her punishment. Yeah. Um, the Rev and Annie knock on the door to, like, to get her to go because the kids are going uh, getting late for school. And we get that, like, they're looking for her to... Well, because they're like, oh, you're on restriction, so I don't know if that means, like, she can't use the phone or whatever, but um, they remind her that, like, she can't go out anywhere or go on dates or anything. So she's like, no, it's just a friend. So that's that. Yep. They all go to school. Um, So I guess we're going to talk about Matt. Right. Uh, Um, So one of the things that they kind of do a few times in this episode with Matt is introduce this bench, uh, which we have never seen before. It's just like on the college campus because it's in front of the building that sometimes when they're walking to classes or whatever, it's like right in front of there. Um, but it's this bench that like becomes the Matt and Shauna <laughs> bench. Uh, so Matt is bringing lunch to Shauna. Um, and lunch is, again, one of the, it's like another play on the hospital food thing. It's a sandwich that was meant to be meat but isn't. Um, she kisses him weird, I guess, and he asks what's wrong, and she says, like, oh, nothing, and then kisses him again. Um, so we are led to we are led to believe that something is definitely up now from her reaction. See, and I didn't get any of that until, like, they came right out and said it. Oh, but. yeah, I mean, like, it was clearly building up to something. Yeah. Um, so Matt immediately reads something into it, so he goes home later that night, not home, home, I guess, to the Camden house. And he asks this, like, this, like, weird whisper conversation where he asks the Rev, like, oh, does Mom ever kiss weird when something's up? And the Rev is like, oh, what, did she kiss you? Um, and and the- then they start whispering, but Annie can hear everything. She's standing, like, five feet away from them, and she's, like, looking over her shoulder and giggling right. at everything they say. I don't understand why she giggles at, like... <laughs> the whole conversation so, yeah. about Shauna kissing weird. It's such a weird reaction to have out of Annie. Um... She was just furniture again, though. Um, also, I think, thinking back to when in the last episode when we said, like, oh, it's so weird that Shauna was like, I'm more interested in being a doctor than you. I guess it was just oh, building. leading up. It was just building to this. Like, oh, I'm trying to transfer so I can, like, go to a better school and actually Oh, so we weren't, like, blindsided by the fact that she's transferring schools. It, like, actually played, oh, look, they did something right. <laughs> I realize that they've set up a story there. Very good, Seventh Heaven. Um, in this conversation... The Rev's just like, oh, you know, if she has something to tell you, she'll tell you. Um, I think around here is when we also learn, I think because the next thing that happens is, do we think the next thing that happens is the next sandwich meeting, or is it the phone call with the Rev? I think it's uh, the phone call with the Rev, because the next time is when she cries in the sandwich, right? So 
all of that. So the Rev, we find out, was, well, as our synopsis said, the Rev was one of Shauna's references for some reason. Um, and the, this, guy, like, this guy from NYU calls the Rev and I is like... I guess the admissions officer. Yeah, although he doesn't even seem like... He's, he doesn't even seem like he's actually... He seems like a friend of the Rev's that, like, is... I don't know. But he's like, okay, we just wanted to ask you again about, like, some basic questions about Shauna... And the Rev says, like, all good things, um, and they're like, okay, well, that's a high endorsement coming from you. Um, and they let her, like, they, on the spot, they're like, okay, well, we're going to give, we're going to offer her a spot. And the Rev's like, oh, is she going to start next fall? He's like, nope, we're going to offer her admin, admission, right, like, transfer right away uh, to... For January. Yeah, for January. Yeah. And in the timeline for anybody that's paying attention, we're now, like, near the end of November, beginning of December. Um, so very so like in soon, a month, yeah, yeah, she'll be gone. Um, so that's like the big thing is that she's transferring to NYU, and that's what like the Rev's hiding, and that's what Shauna's hiding. Um, so the next time we have their little like bench meeting, instead of giving Shauna crappy hospital sandwich, we learn that well, not we learn, we see that Matt has, has given made one at home, and then we have Shauna being emotional about a homemade sandwich crying while she's eating the sandwich and Matt's like, why are you crying, babe? She's like, I just love you so much. And they kiss. And yeah. it's all lovely. Um, I think I'm, like there's not leading up to like the climax of the storyline, we have a couple of scenes where I think Annie's trying to get information out of the Rev. Uh, until, like, she's like, I know you know something. And then and finally, like, the Rev explains to Annie that um, Shauna's going away. Everybody's really happy for Shauna, but then they realize that this is going to be really hard on Matt. Um, I think Matt then calls... No, no, not Matt. Shauna, store, oh, Shauna calls... The Rev and thanks him yeah. for the what he did. And the Rev is just like, okay... You're welcome, but you have to tell Matt now because it's, like, hard to keep lying to him or whatever. Um, and this kind of ties into some of the other storylines. The Rev keeps telling everyone that they're lying by omission. So, like, this is the Rev lying by omission, except Shona asked him not to tell Matt, so... And Shona's I, also lying by omission. Yeah, so anyway, they're just, like, the Rev's, like, putting the pressure on Shona to tell Matt now that everything's official. So... Um, we have the big scene where Shauna tells Matt, and predictably, because we've seen Matt's entitlement and et cetera, and the way that he reacts to these kind of situation, situations, he gets upset. He's like, why didn't you tell me about this beforehand? You're going to New York. I thought you loved me. I thought we were going to be together. Like, you didn't like consider me at all in this conversation. And he kind of just, I think he just storms out on her. Um, and then he continues storming out on people by first... Just by barging in and then storming out. Yeah, so he go, he like confronts his mother. He's like, did you know? And she's like, no, like I didn't, but Shauna was going to tell you eventually. Like, it was not our business to tell you. And he's like, well, meh. And then he storms out. And then he does it again to the Rev. Um, and then I think, but this, I think this time the Rev is like, look, son. And they have, you know, their father-son moment where he kind of, like, sets things straight for Matt. And I guess. I don't remember this. The conversation. But, but, like, the thing is, the thing to... 
it like changes his mind in some way because the very last scene we have of Matt's storyline is him at the bench. And he's just laying down, yeah. looking at the stars. And Shauna shows up and she's like, hey. I got your message. And like, we don't, I don't know what the message is. It was probably like, meet me at the bench. And they, you know, they figure stuff out. They say they, they don't want to break up. Um, and that they love each other, and that he's like, I'm sorry for the way I reacted. I'm really, really happy for you. Um, I wasn't, like, thinking clearly when I reacted like that. Um, I love you. <laughs> so, yay, or I, whatever. Well, I, I like, mean, like, I guess, bye, Shauna. Yeah. I mean, we didn't really learn anything about her until, like, the past, like, five episodes. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess I, want, I wonder what's going to happen next, if they're going to... If she's just gonna be gone, or if they're gonna have like a goodbye episode or something. Oh yeah, I actually don't know how she. Like, what is her departure? How is she, how does she depart? I think Matt does the same thing like when Heather left and like kind of mopes around for a while and was, was always like calling her. But I don't really remember. How, like she obviously doesn't hang around forever. And this is this was my issue with like this specific ending was that we clearly see or he knows Matt knows he's not good with long distance. I mean, look at how Heather like crashed and failed in that. <sighs> But um, he's trying it again with Shauna. Yeah. Good luck. I'm sure it'll work this time. <laughs> um, we'll have a little break here, and we'll do Ruthie's storyline really quickly. I think, actually, this is one of the first times I've liked the... Um, like, usually Ruthie and Simon have something stupid going on, uh, and Ruthie's, like, something stupid usually bothers me, but this one wait. I actually didn't mind. I thought it was there, it was placed really well. <laughs> To break up the rest of the action, and the like, the payoff at the end was worth it. <laughs> so the whole thing is that Ruthie has this art project due, and first she brings in the impression of her nose, but it's all flattened out. So the teacher is like, "Okay, try again." And then she's like, takes an impression of Simon's nose, and then she's like, "We see her doing Matt," and like she goes to the whole family. And puts Play-Doh over their nose too. Can we just say for Matt's nose? I think this was the beginning of Shrek. When when was sh- the first Shrek released? It was like two thousand one. Yes, so definitely because the nose. If maybe we'll put this up. Right, I don't think that this is like. <laughs> I mean, clearly not. I'm I not know. being serious here. But well, I, I think what we can do is if we put this up as one of our visual aids uh, on either Facebook or Instagram, people can let us know if it, it does look like a Shrek nose. Because to me, it did. Please don't agree with her. So, this kind of just like. Yeah, she does that, whatever. It breaks up the action, and then it culminates in um, she... In the end, we see the finished product, which is all of the different... Like, it's like Play-Doh, so it's all these different colored Play-Dohs, like, in the shapes of noses, formed into, a, like, a mountain. And then there's, like, a flag on top of the mountain, as if it's been, like, claimed. Um, it says, like, a Camden nose. Yeah, but, but it's... It, K-N-O-W-S, and I think it's in, nose is in quotation, like, yeah, which is so clever for an eight-year-old, I'm yeah. just saying. And we get, th- <laughs> we get this conversation between her and her teacher, Miss Mason, who says, like, sometimes our families just don't get us, and it needs to be somebody from the outside that, like, sees our talents, and Ruthie's like, maybe one day my family will see all of my talents, and her teacher's like, I, I know that you have many um, yeah, because the whole thing, I guess, starting with, like, when Annie was like, that's not an art project. Right. Um, and she, um, so she gets first prize. <laughs> first prize in the art, art fair or whatever well, is going on at the school. And 
like uh, her parents see it at the end, the Rev and Annie, and they're like, "Is that first prize?" And they're very so proud of pleased. her. So Yeah. Um. So that their bandwagon parents. <laughs> yeah. Um. So then we've got Mary, Mary yeah. which is a big deal, I guess, because this is the first time we see Robbie, who becomes like. I think he's the fir- he's the first person who's like not a Camden family member that moves into the house, in a long line of many strangers who move <laughs> into the house for some reason. Like, I don't know. Every every time a Camden child leaves, they need to take in another one. Even um, I know about Robbie. I think I know more a lot about Mary's like love interest because I also oh, knew about Wilson, and, and now I know about Robbie. Robbie is played by Adam Lavornia, and I really don't think he's done anything of note past Seventh Heaven. That was pretty much it. But he was also an I'll Be Home for Christmas. But <laughs> That's not the as noteworthy. Although I really did like that movie when it first came out. I think I went to go see it in the theater. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, he's been in a bunch of, like, garbage. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, anyway, Adam, well, he had a good run on 7th Heaven, a very long run. Doesn't uh, he become, like, a series regular at some point? Yeah, he does. Um, well, when he starts living with them. Spoiler alert to everyone. So, uh, um, we start with Mary being quite, like, giddy about Robbie, and she's eager to tell somebody, and her, like, target is Lucy. But Lucy wants nothing to do with any other Lucy thing. is the worst in this episode. Yeah. She goes right back to being yep. the worst. Uh, uh, it took her ten episodes in season four to get there, but she got there. And really for no reason. No, nope. yeah. Hopefully uh, it goes back to to season four normal and we don't have to deal with more knowing Lucy but she's like uh look last time you told me something it was that you were getting you got arrested so I don't want to hear anything that you're gonna say um so she's like okay fine I won't tell you um and I think the next real big thing we get in the storyline is her being dropped off at her community service and we see Robbie for the first time and uh they're, like, keeping their distance right. because the Rev, like, still hasn't driven away. And then they split up into... They're, like, picking up trash on the side of a highway. And she starts talking to Robbie once she thinks the Rev is gone. And, of course, he drives back around and sees her talking to Robbie and immediately, th- like, thinks it's trouble um, because it's seventh heaven. Uh, so then so then the Rev is, like, does the whole lying by omission right. thing. And he's trying to get... Later on that day when they're home, he's trying to get information out of Mary about this. And she's like, okay, I don't think I'm lying by omission because, like, I'm just talking to a friend. Right. But his name is Robbie and, like, you know, yeah, I've been talking to him. We have community service together, but... Oh, and before this happens, there's a whole conversation with Lucy where they're like, why does punishment have to be bad? Um... And she also is in love with Robbie's name. Like, she repeats <laughs> Robbie Palmer, like, a lot. Um, and Lucy's like, you should not, like, this is not what you should be doing. And they're, like, entire, we have a lot of conversations between Mary and Lucy in this episode, which kind of revolve around Mary wanting her to be a good sister and Lucy, yeah. Lucy like, having trouble being a good sister versus being a good daughter and how she can't be both of those things. I, like, got the concept of it, but... To be honest, their conversations got really repetitive because they were literally saying the same thing over and over again. Well, it's just like Mary's like, you need to vouch for like me and Robbie to mom and dad. And she's like, I can't do that because I'm their daughter. And I'm like, I don't understand. Right. Like, you're either going to get shut down or they might listen to you. Like, it's not, they're not going to disown you because you try to. 
And or, or, like, if she doesn't want to vouch, just be like, I'm not going to do it. Don't, like, give this excuse about I'm their daughter. Yeah, and also this is kind of coming back in the... I think it was the last episode when Matt's like, oh, there's no room for me to be the oldest anymore. This is like Lucy kind of coming into form and being like, everyone needs to do the right thing always. Like, no longer being a sibling, but being like the third parent, um, which is annoying because none of them should have to be the third parent. They should have had less children if she's they needed close, three parents. She's getting closer to her final form. Yeah. Um, she's, <laughs> she's evolving. <laughs> um, so... I'm not. I think the next thing that happens is Robbie comes over to the house, right? Well, no. First, we have that montage. Oh, <laughs> yes. There's a beautiful love montage where they're peeking at each other through the bushes on the side of the highway, collecting garbage, and like Robbie takes like some caution tape he finds and ties up like a little bouquet for. Uh, Mary and... He, they, like, play in the leaves together, like, throw leaves <laughs> at each other. It's all... And it's, like, all romantic music playing. Um, it's, As they're falling in love. love. Yeah, that's the thing. So we learn that she's in love with Robbie. It's been two weeks. Yeah. I don't know how that happens. Do people fall in love in two weeks? I don't know. Well, she's, like, 17, so she probably is, like, oh. Well, that's the thing. She, like, tells Lucy that this is the first time that she's ever been in love. Um, Yeah, so as you were saying, Robbie comes over, um, and Robbie's there to speak to Annie and the Rev. Um, and he kind he we learn that the reason he's in community service is some like total bullshit. Um, he's like, see, I was in a car with these guys I don't really know, getting a ride to a party, and then did the dri- did they hit a pedestrian? Like, no, the dr- they almost hit a pedestrian. Oh, driver almost hit a pedestrian, and like the Rev is like a drunk driver. And he's like, yeah. And I didn't know, but there was beer in the car. And I only found out when the police came. So he was charged with possession of alcohol as a minor. Um, but he's like, I'm glad that I'm being punished because... I owe a debt to society. And Yeah, and he's like, I made a stupid mistake. And I've like... Now I won't make mistakes in the future because this happened. And and he's like, I just really wanted to like let, like let have you guys know me. And maybe hopefully someday that like you would let me... Yeah, he's like, I know that Mary's on restriction right now, but I hope that when she's off of restriction, like, you'll let me come over and, like, get to know you and her better. Um, Uh, And he's like, my main reason for being here is I would like to ask permission to call her. And this is the thing, right? They are already talking on the phone, so unless, like, she's the one calling him, I don't... Well, maybe after the Rev, um, like, got upset when he saw them together, um... Maybe they, like, told Mary she couldn't call him. Or, or like, Mary was like, yeah, they know now yeah. about you. Um, so Mary, like, is like, so what do you think? What do you think? After Robbie leaves, they're like, we need to think about it. And what they do is... Off screen yes, somewhere. Is transfer him to a different community service program. Because the Rev is fucking all-powerful and can get everyone to do whatever is convenient for him and his life. Um, because Mary comes in... She, she kind of storms into her, like her and Lucy's room, and she's like, "Oh, mom and dad had Robbie transferred. I can't believe they did this." Blah blah. Like I'm in love. <laughs> yeah, and Lucy, she, her whole thing is like, no, "You and and mom and dad don't want me to be happy." And Lucy's like, "Maybe you should consider that our parents are older and know better," which is not necessarily right. true. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, or they have some, like, they have more experience. And so at they, first it does seem like a conspir- like this might not actually be the reason why Robbie isn't at her location anymore. But then Mary goes down and confronts them, and they confirm it, and they're like, oh, well, yes, we had him transferred, but when you're both done with community service, we're open to, like, letting him come over here and, like, us all getting to know him better and you can, like, talk on the phone or something. Maybe, yeah, I think they say she can still talk to him. Um, but yeah, but, but, and then she's like, oh, I see it from your side now, and I'm grateful for you. And for she's you. like, and I have a good sister, and I'm like, this whole thing just changed your mind about, the, like, your stupid repetitive argument with Lucy five times in this episode? And when I was watching this, I said, like, this easily could have been avoided if they had just told her beforehand that they were transferring him. And then also told her what, like, what they were going to do as, like, a balance for it. Right, and I think this is why you were, like, I'm confused about what they're doing right. with Mary. Because it doesn't, this is, like, the second time they've done this. What did, when did they do this before? They did it pretty recently with, with Mary, where they did something, didn't tell her about it. She freaked out and was like, I can't believe they would do this to me. And then in the end, it was like they were like, oh, never mind. We actually took, I forget what it was. It was something in this season, I feel like, though, before the, the gym break-in or whatever. Whatever. Um, and... And also because we don't actually see a resolution of her and Lucy's fight. It was a pretty major fight, too. Like, Yeah, I would say, like, the worst that they've had. But it was stupid. Maybe yeah, they both realized, I, like, that it made no sense. But, yeah. I don't know. Um, so I guess this, like, kind of sets the Robbie storyline up for however long Robbie is there for. Um, and it, I think it also sets up how the parents and Lucy see Mary. Because now I feel like what we've gathered is they're pretty suspicious of everything Mary does. Because I remember in the beginning of this episode, they were like, do we believe her? It's like, no, we don't. Well, I think um, that it does come up again. I know I said this to you, like, during the episode. But it does come up that they're suspicious of Robbie because, like, it kind of is, like, uh, his, his whole story. But, I don't know. They're suspicious of Robbie, and they're like, oh, is this really where she should be, like, meeting someone someone else who's, like, committed a crime, like, um, and then eventually comes up in the storyline, like, oh, Robbie's a bad boy, but we'll and get there. Obviously, they're trying to present him right now as, like, this, you know, oh, he just was in the wrong place at the wrong time, although that story sounds like such bullshit that he said. Um, and Lucy, like, make, brings up the point of maybe this isn't the time for you to be falling in love, um, which I guess actually is probably a good point but it would only be a good point if mary had seriously done something like horrible but i still don't agree that her graffiti job was like was yeah i guess the, like her, the treatment she's getting her life is a bit in shambles considering like she's not going to cop like right, okay she's, yeah, she's got to kind of like maybe figure out what she's going to do next year um and how she's going to handle that so i think maybe they just are like maybe it's time to for self-reflection no, that, that is a good point I've completely forgot about the fact that she's not going to college. Um, but yeah, that is Mary's storyline. And finally, I guess we have the main storyline. Or maybe I think Mary's probably the main storyline, but Simon, they share the mantle. Um, Simon. So. As I said in the cold, when we talked about the cold open, Simon was working on an essay the night before, and he goes and he gives it to. His teacher, Mrs. Jasper, as soon as he gets to school, he's like dancing into school. He's so excited about this essay. And he gives it to her at the door, like at the steps to the front door of the school. And he's like, I know that 
um, this is, you know, even if I get an A plus or whatever on this, it'll only raise my class average to um, an 89. But like, if you could consider possibly giving me extra credit for turning it in early. And she's like, I don't do extra credit for that. But if you do an extracurricular, um, I'll consider giving you extra credit. And why don't you help the audio, like, no, no the, like visual the visual, aids you know, the visual aid guys with the mural, the holiday mural that they're, they're working on. So Simon is like, okay, because I guess he just wants to have like a 90 well, plus average. Well, he's a bit reluctant at first because he's like the visual aids guys, which I guess like if we're equating visual aids to audio visual, like the AV yeah. geeks are like a thing, I guess. I never had that in my school. We didn't have like, I guess I was the AV geek. <laughs> um, but, uh, he's a bit reluctant, but I think then he, like, decides that that's the only way that he's gonna, as you said, like, get his grades up, even though an 89 is fine. I guess he really wants that, like, A, a. or A-. minus. Uh, just wanted to point out that Mrs. Jasper is played by Mary Ann Mueller-Lyle, um, and I know that you guys care about this. Uh, because I do. Um, I recognized her. She's been in a lot of things, but the thing that I recognized her from is The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. She plays one of the um, private school like teachers that uh, London and... What was Ashley Tisdale's character's name in that? Maddie. Ma- yeah, the, like, the, like, one of the harsh teachers that they had that like hates Maddie but loves London. <laughs> um, and she's also in like a bunch of other things where she plays like a teacher character. Yeah. Uh, um, so we get our first look at the visual <laughs> art. Oh, no, it's not visual aid. It's visual arts. My bad. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I imagine, like, if they were, like, doing, like, a play or something, these guys would also be, like, in charge of the sets. But, uh... They didn't really look like guys that would be in charge of the sets. They kind of look like skater boys. What is it? I mean, they just look like 90s, like, kids who think they're badass or whatever. Right. So anyway, we quit, like... The first glimpse we have of all these boys before we even know what's going on is they all have paint all over their faces. Right. Like, it's a dead giveaway. (laughs) It's so obvious that they're huffing paint. And apparently nobody has noticed that they have paint all over their faces. So there's four of them in total. um, But I wanted to specifically point out two of them, uh, Pete and Chad. Uh, So Pete is, like, our main uh, guy. Chad uh, and Chad is not. Yeah. um, uh, th- there's two other ones, but I think one of them is named Eric, and I don't think the other one is credited on the sh- on IMDb. Uh, the but three of them are basically just like standing there right. in the background. Um, so Pete is uh, Pete Lawrence, and he's played by Chris Marquette. Uh, he's been in a lot of things post Seventh Heaven, specifically uh, The Girl Next Door, Fanboys. Um, he voiced uh, a character in Rocket Power, um, and he played. A character on Even Stevens. Speaking of Even Stevens, Chad, one of the other visual arts guys, is played by Fred Myers, and that's Tom. Uh, if you guys remember, it's like uh, the like the main crew for uh, Louis Steven is like the chick and the guy, and the guy is Tom. No, no, that's the other Twitty. guy, the yeah, other guy, yeah, um, is Tom, like the nerdy guy that they hang out with. Yeah. Um, so those are the visual arts guys. Yeah. Um. And there's, like, some banter about, like, they don't want Simon there, and they're like, how much you want to bet that Camden's spy sent in to break up our whole operation? Um, and Simon's just like, okay, this is weird. They're kind of mean to him. Um, and then I don't know when we learn that they're really, when, like, I think we, we don't learn that they're having paint until the next, there's, there's another a- scene later where all of the other guys are gone, and it's just Simon and Pete, 
And Pete pulls a can of spray paint out of his bag, and he's well, like... It's after the last teacher or the janitor or something walks uh, by. It's like, oh, now it's like we're clear. And we see that he, like, moves around some cardboard, and then it's his bag hidden, and then inside the bag is the spray paint. And his bag is covered in paint, yeah. too. Um, and he's like, oh, like, it's, you know... Simon's like, where'd you get that? And he's like, I brought it from home. But he's like, oh, it's so much quicker... Um, and it's, like, fun to use or whatever. And he keeps alluding to the fact that, like, he huffs paint, but, like, Simon isn't getting it. Um, like, he's like, oh, because Simon's like, how do you breathe that thing? He's like, you'll get used to it. It's actually kind of... He's like, you might even like, like it, it after a bit. And then Simon's like, where are the other guys? And he's like, they went out for a breather. <laughs> and then Simon's like, well, I could use a breather, too. <laughs> like, totally over his head. Um, Pete, like, eventually says that Simon is too pure. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then... Also- I just want to point out one thing here. Um, it's supposed to be a holiday mural, but it looks more fall than it does, like... Weird, because we're heading into December now. You yeah, would think it would be, like... Christmas, or... Well, it's a public school, so... Snow? They didn't want to do anything. A winter wonderland? Yeah. Snowmen. But it looks more, like, autumnal than anything. I don't think that was the point of this scene. I don't care. I just want to say, if they're going to call it a holiday know, yeah, mural, yeah. they should call it, they should do what it they is. They didn't say what holiday. It could be like a 4th of, what if it was like a 4th of July mural? That's a holiday. That's fine, but what holiday was that portray? <sighs> it, looked, it looked like Thanksgiving, which I mean. Had just passed. Yeah, it had just happened. Maybe they, because they were having paint all the time, they, they couldn't finish it in time. Fair, that's fair. Like, um, uh, right, the next scene is when. They, the, this is when they had that sign. Yeah. Uh, the, the, so all of the kids are, they've now got like. Um, little paper ba- like paper bags where that they're spraying the paint into and huffing it from there. Um, and Simon walks in, and it takes them, like, literally witnessing them doing it before he realizes what they're doing. Well, at first he's like, you shouldn't do that. It, like, he was like, you're going to get such head- a bad headache. He, like, doesn't realize that they're doing it for fun. Um, and then they're like, if you tell anyone, you're like, it's the end of your life. Um, um, and this is when you see the sign that you said you wrote it down. Oh, yeah. it's um, So there's a like... While they're talking about this and they're, like, threatening Simon, um, there's a sign, like, one of those, like, the signs they have in schools that say, like, life-affirming things or whatever. Um, and this one said, a tisket, a tasket, a junkie, and a casket. And it's, like, surrounded by this border needles of, like, and needles. Needles. Yep. <laughs> and th- right as soon as you see that sign, it then zooms in on Pete's face because he starts getting a nosebleed. Yeah. And... Pete's like, don't say anything, Camden. Yeah, Pete, well, Pete's also like, this happens all the time. Like, it's fine, because Simon's like, wow, your nose is really leaking there. Um, the next, That afternoon, he tells Annie that he doesn't want to help out the visual arts guys anymore. He's, like, not into it. And Annie's like, what? You like everyone. What happened? And Simon's like, it's fine. I don't have anything to say to you, mother. Um, and the next morning, when the Rev is driving Simon to school, uh, there seems to be some sort of, like, something happening because they stop and uh, Mrs. Jasper comes and tells the Rev that uh, one of the kids, Pete, uh, fainted and had a, and like was having a hard time breathing and so they've taken him to the hospital. And at first I was like, why the fuck is she telling the Rev this? He's like, doesn't need to know this. No, and it made no sense. Yeah. Because then like, well, first of all, they, I don't, she's like, shouldn't have, she shouldn't have told anyone. Yeah. But, um, then... Simon, like, doesn't have to go to school that day, so... Well, then she asked Simon if he knows anything. Oh. And I was like, oh, that ma- that makes sense. Maybe she's saying it because Simon's been hanging out with him recently. And Simon's like, I don't know anything. And, yeah, then they go to the hospital. Yeah. Um, 
and well, Simon, like just in that scene when she asks Simon if he knows anything, all the other kids, like the three other guys, are just like standing like right near the car and staring right back at him, and he like has a dramatic glance at them before he looks at the teacher and is like, oh, I don't know anything. Um, so at the hospital, um, the Rev knows that like Simon knows something, but Simon doesn't want to be the one that like tells. So he's like, maybe you could guess. And so what Simon he's, does is gives him gives him a bunch of hints. Hints. He's that, like, yeah, what are like the visual arts guys always using? Paint. And yeah, so. And like he gives them all the hints to basically come to the one conclusion, which is that the kids have been huffing paint. And we kind of get like a small medical lesson about the harmful side effects of huffing paint, including. That the Rev just knows off the top yeah. of his head, which is, like, pretty much every issue. Well, I don't know, with, with, with uh, like, drug drug and alcohol use, like... He has all these yeah, facts. He just, like, knows off the top of his head, like, the... Resu- maybe you know, he's the, a savant. The, the consequences of... In, in I guess that. <laughs> maybe because, like, counseling is part of his job, that he's, like, done research on this stuff, but anyway... Um, so then Pete's mother comes out, and we learn that... Pete says that it was Simon's spray can, and he's the one that, like, introduced huffing to Peter, or Pete, whatever. And, like, obviously the Rev doesn't believe this woman, and Simon's like, no. Well, yeah, because she's like, oh, they got the spray paint from your garage at home. And, like, the Rev's like, no. (laughs) And then she's like, stay away from my son. And then immediately the next scene with Simon is Simon at Pete's bedside. Mm -hmm. And they have, like, you know, a moment where he's like, if you continue doing this, you might end up somewhere worse. And you have to tell your mother what the truth is. And he's like, would, so he phrases it this way, and he goes, would you rather have an innocent guy be blamed <laughs> or three of your friends? And it's like, obviously an innocent guy and not three of my friends, but as is Seventh Heaven fashion, it all gets resolved. Yeah. Um, he tells his mother the truth. Uh, Simon is, is going to be fine. Like, he's not going to be, like, hunted by these guys for tattletailing, I guess. And all is well and good in the world. Yeah, that's about it. We oh, learned, we learned into- that he's going to be fine, because, but he needs to go and, like, detox somewhere. Pete does, yeah. Yeah. So, like, and, and like, the other guys. Are well, also- Pete took responsibility yeah. and told, he, he told everyone about the other guys doing it, too. So, um, that's about it. Yeah. You know? That's we're it. We're never going to see him again. Um, the only person we, we're going to see again is Robbie. Um, so lots to look forward to. I think this is a... I felt like this Robbie introduction was quite similar to the Wilson introduction. It's very much the same, like... Like you think... No, like, he, it's clear... Like, he... It's someone that is problematic for Mary to be, like, seeing... Wilson had a child. Robbie, like, is clearly committed oh, something. Oh, yeah, and then, But then, yeah. like, he goes and seeks out... Mary's parents and makes a very good first impression, or quote unquote, makes a good first impression. He's like, "I look at how good I am for your daughter." Blah blah blah. They both did like similar, like similar things. I yeah. feel like maybe Mary has a type. Um. Well, then we were just we were talking about how like she hasn't really dated anyone really since Wilson. Like Jordan was such a like. And uh, Michael Towner was also yeah, a quick. like just glossed over. Um. So this is like the because you're like, oh, she says she's in love. But this is, like, the second person she's, like... Well, she, they're not even dating yet. Yeah. But um, other than Wilson. Uh, so, yeah, that's... Uh, 
What are you going to rate this? Mm, I'm going to give it like a four for a tisket, a tasket, a, a junkie, junkie in a, a casket. Oh, in a basket, right. In a basket. <laughs> oh, that's what I was about to say. Junkie in a basket. Um, I think I will give it a 4.5 for the puns. <laughs> um, and also because I think this is one of the first episodes I've actually liked Ruthie, um, which I think should be commemorated with a 0.5. <laughs> Um, so, we have a lot of potential, exciting things to post on our social media. I like that you were just saying, we have a lot of potential. Well, we're not meeting it. <laughs> um, so you can check that out. We might be posting some noses. We might be posting some... It might some be a video of, of the, the whirlwind romance. Uh, of or, or maybe you'll see the sandwich and the crying. Um, <laughs> but... All will be revealed. Tune in to find out. <laughs> uh, if you check out our Twitter and our Instagram, that's at Camden Cast Show, or our Facebook, which is Camden Cast. And of course, you can listen to us twice a week on Wednesdays and Saturdays, or more if you want to just just re-listen to like your favorite episode or catch up if you're behind. Yeah. Um, and then that's SoundCloud.com/backslash Camden Cast, or on iTunes um, podcasts or whatever um, you can download, rate subscribe and review um so i'm erin and i'm tanby and this is camden cast Mm -hmm.